Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. Subscribe to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify to get notified when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, PraiseChapelLasVegas.com, to find out more about us and give online. Thanks again for joining and enjoy today's message. You know, you, you, you think about, now I'm not even going to say anything yet. Uh, let's pray first. Amen. Amen. Let's, let's pray. Father, we just thank you and praise you, Father God. We thank you for your, your, your presence here tonight, Lord God. Lord God, we thank you for overwhelming us this past week, Lord God, with our visitors, Lord God. And, and Lord God, for your Holy Spirit, Lord God, just to... Uh, as it has fallen down upon us, Lord God, that, Lord God, you empower us, Lord God, and change us and, and direct our ways, Father God. And we just give you all the praise and glory, Father God. Lord God, we just want to hear from you, Lord God. And, and Lord God, help us. Help us to follow in your ways. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. You know, I, I, I think about us being here, and you know, we're all on a journey. You think about it. Most of us are not even here from Las Vegas. Most of us are not even here from Nevada, but we're here. Somehow or some way, we made choices, we made decisions. Things happen in our lives that brought us to, to where we're at today. Sometimes it was our own choice, our own decisions, things that, that, that happened in our lives, tragedy, death. It doesn't matter what it is. Something caused you to make a move. But now... We're looking at our, our crossover, and God has wanted to make a move in our lives. You got to think about that. Before we used to listen to this person or that person or a family member or a friend, and they all got you to do something maybe you didn't even want to do. But God's wanting to direct our ways. He's wanting us to listen to what he has to say. And as we look in, in the book of Joshua, you know, God is wanting us to be obedient to what he has to tell us. And throughout, throughout, I mean, throughout the whole Bible, God has always given us directions. So I want to start in reading out of the book of Joshua tonight. Let me open up my paperwork here. I'm still old school. Amen. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I even put it on my little tablet today. But I said, no, I'm still going to 
I'm not ready for that. I want to test it first. I, I, I don't want to mess up. You know, but one thing, uh, one thing that I realized that when, when Pastor Hector was up here Sunday, you know, he said something astonishing. He talked about Elijah. And, and, and here they were all wanting this prophet Elijah to do something. But before Elijah did anything, he asked for somebody to play the harp. It's amazing how the power of the Lord fell upon the church on Sunday all because of somebody being obedient and listening to what God had for them. It's amazing. You know, we read and read and read the, the Word of God, and yet here we miss something. We miss something because we don't listen and obey. And that's the title tonight, Listen and Obey. Amen. Amen. It's simple. God is going to give us simple things. He doesn't ask anything difficult from us. But in 1 Joshua chapter 1, I'm going to start from verse 7. It says, Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep the book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You know, he talks about crossing over. And all we have to do is listen and obey. All we have to do is allow the, our leader to give us the instructions that God has given him to lay down upon our lives. Simple. But we have to listen to him. Our pastor is going to lead us. But will you follow him? Even the Go Man, our book is Follow the Leader. It's, uh, it, it's given us instructions. God wants to give us instructions. But we have to listen to him first of all. If we don't listen, we don't read about it, we're not going to know what he has for us. We have to listen. He tells he tells them as they're going to get ready to cross over the Jordan. He tells the, the, the tribes of Israel to choose a man out of each tribe so that they can go back to where the Levites are at. They carry the Ark of the Covenant, Ark of the Lord, the Covenant of the Lord, and go back to in the Jordan where they're standing and pick up, each one of them, a stone. Simple instructions. And the reason for that, he says, is because it's a testimony Amen. of what God has done. You have reminders in your house. You have reminders in your family. 
You have reminders in the church of the testimony of what God has done in your life. And you, ha you have something to remind you of it. So when they said that, when somebody comes and asks, what are these stones for? What do you got to say? What do you got to tell them? What has God shown you? Simple instructions, and those little instructions are going to make a big difference in our lives and what we do. And in the second book of Joshua, he talks about sending out two spies into the land. They crossed, they crossed over the Jordan. All right? He sends out two spies to, to check out the land but mainly to go in, check out the city of Jericho. Are you ready? To go spy it out. So they enter into the city. Check this out. They enter into the city. And they enter into the house of Rahab. This woman's a prostitute. But yet, this is where they're at. And everybody knows that they've seen the spies with this woman. So they go to the woman and ask, where are the spies? Where did they come from? She goes, I don't know where they came from. And then she says, where are they? I don't know where they went. They left. Where'd they go? Well, the, you know, the gates closed at dusk. They probably went out the gates and already left. Why don't you tell us, why don't you just take off and go chase after them and catch up to them? So I want to read from uh, Joshua 2, verse 4 right now. But the woman had taken the two men and hidden them. She said, yes, the man came to me, but I did not know where they come from. And at dusk, when it is time to close the gates, they left. But I don't know which way they went. Go after them quickly that you may catch up with them. But she had taken them up to the roof and hidden them under the stocks. under the stalks of flax flax that she had laid out there on the roof. So the man set out to pursue the spies on the road that leads to the fords of Jordan. And as soon as the pursuers had got out, the gates were shut. In verse 8, before the spies laid down for the night, she went up to the roof and said to them, I know that the Lord has given you this land and that a great fear has fallen on us so that all that live in this country are melting in fear because of you. We have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea, for you have came out of Egypt, and what you have done to Shion and Og, the two kings and the Amorites east of the Jordan, whom you have completely destroyed. When we heard of it, our hearts melted in fear and Everyone's courage failed them because of you. For the Lord, your God, is God in heaven above and on earth below. Amen. You know, we're talking about crossing over. And here, this woman is given a testimony about what took place 40 years ago. You can imagine, they're waiting and waiting and waiting 40 years later, because they know that the children of Israel are coming. They're finally here. But she tells about 
they heard about the Red Sea drying up, and I'm sure they heard about the Egyptians and Pharaoh and all the chariots being crushed and dying in the Red Sea. They didn't just hear part of it. They heard about everything. I mean, you know, we got to realize there's a testimony. They heard something. The people are afraid. They're in fear. But God tells us earlier to be of good courage and, and of strength. That, and and, and don't, don't, don't run away. I've given you the land. It's yours to take. It's yours to have. All you have to do is just be obedient. Listen to what he has to say. He says, go in there. And Joshua, you know, here, here they are, are instructed during the time that uh, how they're going to take Jericho. Simple instructions the Lord gives them. He says, march around that city once each day with the Levites carrying the Ark of the Covenant and the soldiers behind it once around each day and on the seventh day to march around it seven times. And then when the trumpets blow and are sounded, shout out, shout out. Are you ready to shout out to what God has given you? He says if you shout out, all you have to do is just to be obedient and just do what God has called you to do and shout out at the time that he says to shout out. And the walls came crumbling down. Pastor told you how thick these walls were. He said, what, 25 feet thick? But yet they fell down because all they did was simple instructions of the Lord and were obedient to doing what God has called them to do. And that city, they were able to just go right in and take it. Simple instructions just to do what God has called you to do. In Joshua chapter 3, verse 9, it says, Joshua said to the Israelites, Come, hear, and listen to the words of the Lord your God. This is how you are to... Know that the living God is among you and that he will certainly drive out before you the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Hittites, the Prezer, <laughs> All right, here's a, all right, you see it up there. Gezerites, Amorites, and the Jebusites. See the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord and all the earth will go into the Jordan ahead of you and now choose 12 men from the tribes of Israel, one from each tribe, and, and and as soon as the priests who carry the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth, set foot in the Jordans, the waters flowing downstream will be cut off and stand up in a heap. Amen. 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 Simple instructions. All they did was took one step into the Jordan, and the waters stopped flowing. And it says that they went back all the way into the city of Adam into a heap and stopped flowing downstream completely where they walked on dry ground. This is the testimony that they have today at that time of what God was doing. It's amazing how God can do miraculous things. And all you have to do is just be there to see it. This, this woman gives a testimony about what God has done 40 years earlier, but they didn't see it. They kept hearing it from everybody that was around. 
there were spectators. You have to realize, in order for them to have this testimony, other people had to have saw what took place 40 years earlier. You know, we a lot of times, God doesn't give us every, every detail. But what he does give us is enough to realize that there's more going on behind the scenes than what we can actually see. Joshua, he's leading these people into the promised land. The first city that God given them is Jericho. And the only ones that survived that city was Rahab, her family members. But they were told that the only way they're, they're going to survive, and the only way that they're going to come out of there is if they stayed in her house until they came and got her. And she had to put that rope down that window as she did before in order for them to see that sign and go in and bring them out of that city and save her family and all those relatives that were with her at that time. Amen? Amen. But just simple instructions. God doesn't give us anything difficult to do. He gives us simple instructions. But all we have to do is just listen and follow it and obey it. Joshua turned around in verse 5, he says, he told the people, concentrate yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. God is going to do the things. It's not us. We can't do anything. We can't do what we want to do. We, can, we might have made a decision to get here. But if you're going to allow your decisions to mess up God's plan, guess what? It's not going to happen. It's not going to go anywhere. God is waiting for a people to be totally sold out to him, to concentrate, concentrate themselves unto him completely and to trust him. That is what it's going to take. It's going to take faith to cross over. Because you can't do what you want to do. God is wanting you to put your trust in him completely to cross over into the promised land. And you want to know something. That promised land that he's talking about, this city that he's talking about, what's over there? What, what do you see over there? What can you imagine? What do you see is out there? Can you think about it? Can you think about what you, what you see? But think about what really God sees. We see things the way we want to see things. And I thought about that. And, and, and God, and I was watching something the other night, and it dawned on me. God, it's amazing how God will use things. But what he showed me is that when we step in to his promises, what's out there is death. That is what he showed. What's out there is death. But when you step into that promised land that he wants to give you, when you cross over, you're going to bring life. You are the light of the world. You are going to bring life into the darkness out there. There's death out there. There's, there's people that are dying. There's people that are sick. There's people that are hurting. 
There's people that are crying out. But yet this woman says, we've heard about what God has done. And they're in fear. People already know what God is doing. On Sunday, I'm sure that this complex heard of what was going on in the church here because the power of God came down. There was excitement here. Things were happening here. Changes were taking place here. People were prayed over. People were delivered. People were healed. People were saved. And all God wants you to do is to be a part of it. Just to listen and be obedient to what he wants you to do. To cross over. You know, we look at back at, at, at when the Egyptians came into the promised land, but God has given us something even greater to do. It's not to destroy the land anymore. But to see that those that are lost get saved. And a lot of times we have this wrong concept about what's going to happen when we cross over. We we don't know what's going to happen. And we don't know the direction to go in. And even Joshua, even the Lord speaks unto him and he tells him, you don't know which way to go. But follow the, the priest. Follow the Levites that are carrying the Ark of the Covenant and follow them, but stay behind them. Don't get too close. And they will show you the way. God's going to direct the way that we are going to go into this land. But all you have to do is listen to what he has to say. Back, back before uh, the Israelites crossed over, let's go back into Numbers 14, verse 1 I'm going to start with. It says, The night all the members of the community raised their voices and wept aloud. All the Israelites grumbled against Moses and Aaron. And the whole assembly said to them, If only we had died in Egypt or in this wilderness, why is the Lord bringing us to this land only to let us fall by the sword? Our wives and our children to be taken as plunder? Wouldn't it be better for us to go back to Egypt? So let each one of us, and they said to each other, we should choose a leader to go back to Egypt. It's amazing. They would rather go back to bondage. They would rather go back to in slavery. They would rather go back to hard labor. They'd rather go back to being sick and tired of being sick and tired instead of listening to what God promised them. But, you know, all this is because they sent out 12 men to go out and spy the land And only two came back with a good report. And the rest of the Israelites listened to the other ten men that came back with a bad report. There's giants in the land. We can't take it. They're going to overwhelm us. They're going to kill us. They're going to defeat us. And yet Joshua and Caleb 
In verse 5, it says, Then Moses and Aaron fell face down in front of the whole Israelite assembly, gathered there, and Joshua, son of Nun, and Caleb, son of Jephaniah, who were among those who had explored the land, tore their clothes and said unto the entire assembly, Israelite assembly, The land we passed through and explored is exceedingly good, and the Lord is pleased with us. We will lead us, he will lead us into that land, a land flowing with milk and honey, and will give it to us. Only do not rebel against the Lord. Do not be afraid of the people of the land, because he will devour them. Their protection is gone, but the Lord is with us. Do not be afraid of them. Amen. Here they had the opportunity of going in to that land, but because they listened to the bad report, they didn't go in. They didn't go in. The people instead, they grumbled and complained to Moses and Aaron. No, they grumbled and complained to God. God has wanted us to go in, but he doesn't want us to be like they were back then. He wants us to listen and obey and just do what he's called us to do. There's nothing difficult, he says. There's nothing hard for us to do. He's going to do everything for us. He's going to give you the land. He's going to give you the strength and the courage to go in and do what he's called you to do. And all you have to do is just be obedient. But they refused to do that. But yet, check this out. I, I didn't give him this verse, but at the end of uh, four, chapter 14, verse 41 through 45, but Moses said, why are you disobeying the Lord's command? This will not succeed. Do not go up because the Lord is not going to be with you. You will, you will be defeated by the enemies for the Amalekites and the Canaanites will face you there because you have turned away from the Lord. You will not be able, he will not be with you and you will fall by the sword. In verse 44, nevertheless, in their presumption, they went up toward the highest point of the hill country. Though most, neither Moses nor the Ark of the Lord's Covenant moved with from the camp, then the Amalekites and the Canaanites who lived in the hill country came down, attacked them, and beat them all the way down to Horeb. Because they didn't want to listen. They Oh, it says, oh yeah, you know something? We're going to go into that land flow, milk and honey. We're going to do it our way. God says, no, you're not even going to go in. You're going to wander in the wilderness for 40 years. You're not going in. You're not going to see it. You're not going to get a taste of it. God doesn't want us to be disobedient. If they would have just listened to God in the first place, he says, I'm going to give you the strength and the power to overcome your enemy, and they're going to, come, they're going to, they're going to have to bow down. But no. We, we think that we have, we're going to go in there with our strength and our power and our authority, and we're going to take over. No, God says, this is my plan. I'm giving you the instructions. I'm giving you the directions to go in. I'm giving you the land. I'm telling you that I'm going to overpower your enemy for you. Will you let me be God? You know, the woman, Rahab, her word says, your God, your God, your Lord, your God is the God over all heaven and earth. Your God, your God, your God, your God. 
He's the one that is going to do it for you. I can't do it. My pastor can't do it. But if we listen to what he tells us and are obedient, he's going to give us whatever we face out there. But guess what? We're going to bring something that they don't have. We're going to bring life. Will you allow God to use you to bring life into a land? It's, it's plentiful out there. They've heard that we're coming. They know what God can do. That's what God has been telling us here, is that they already know what God can do. Will we let them? We're going to go in, and we're going to possess that land, but it's not on our terms. It's on God's. He wants to give us something and he wants us to turn it around for his good, for his glory. And all we have to do is just be obedient. Amen. 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 That's it. That's all I have tonight.